Hey everyone, this is Patrick Cacciatore with uh, No Struggle, No Story. Um, thank you for joining us for episode one. Uh, today we have Danielle Collins, who is the two-time NCAA champion and uh, WTA number 51 and uh, someone that I am lucky enough to call a good friend of mine. So Danielle, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. This is so cool that you're doing this. I'm really looking forward to tuning into the podcast and, and listening to other people's stories. I think it's really awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it can be something, you know, uh, that can really impact other people. And so yeah. the point of the podcast is to talk with the most successful athletes in the world about, you know, some of the adversities and struggles that they faced and how they were kind of able to use these experiences to reach the pinnacle of their sport and uh, turn it from what can be looked at as a negative into a positive in a lot of ways. So I think, you know, growing up with Danielle, we were from the same town and we grew up, you know, I got to hit with her growing up and really kind of see bits and pieces of her story, but never really heard the whole one. And I think a big part of it kind of started at when she goes into college as probably the number one junior in the country, I believe, uh, going into University of Florida. And you had a pretty uh, tough experience there. So, I mean, if you maybe just want to go into that and what happened. Yeah, um, I went into Florida. I had a pretty good fall season. Um, I think I may have made round of 16 or quarterfinals at the All-American tournament. I qualified for it. Um, I had some good results. I played well um, against my teammates. Um, beat a lot of my teammates in, in practice matches and practice sets. Um, and then unfortunately the, um, regular season came around and, um, I wasn't playing my best tennis. Um, but after one or two losses at number six, I was immediately benched. And that was a really hard thing for me because I had also been putting so much work into the areas that my coach kind of felt like I needed to improve and Absolutely. didn't really translate over to the tennis. And, um, I thought it was pretty unfair that I, that I was benched and um, with the expectations that I had going into college, I, you know, was really hoping that I, I could be a top player in the lineup. And when that didn't happen, um, it really started making me rethink my career a little bit and yeah. what I was doing, my purpose, um, how I felt about the game. Um, yeah. And so I really needed to kind of look into other options because it, really put me in a dark place and, and in a yeah. lot of ways I felt rejection um, by some of my teammates and, and the, the coach and it was a hard thing as an 18 year old to deal with um, you know I think it would be for anybody especially when you're the number one recruit going in Absolutely. and they had a really strong team um, when I went in, into the lineup they had already won the national championship I think the previous yeah the the may, may have been two years in a row. Um, yeah, I think it was. Um, so, you know, it was understandable that they were playing certain players over me because those players just had more experience at the college level and, um, you know, had had enough success that where it kind of, that spoke for itself. And, and I understood that, you know, seniority is an important thing, for sure, especially in a team setting. Ooh, sorry. No, no. Um, Sorry, I had a call coming in and then it like blacked out I'll the stream. Get, I'll get. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I um, I could understand the seniority that side of things, but then at the same time, I thought, okay, 
with the relationship that I had with my coach and uh, his almost animosity towards me, I, yeah. I just kind of felt that I would never be in a situation where I could be a top player in the lineup. Yeah. Um, how he felt about me as an athlete and as a player and my spirit. And so I didn't appreciate it. And so I had to look elsewhere and um, it was a pretty easy decision to go to UVA. I had a boyfriend at the time that, yeah. that went to UVA and was playing tennis there. So that yeah. definitely influenced me a lot. And, and he pushed me pretty hard to transfer there. Um, but I also really enjoyed the coaches and, and my teammates there. Um, when it came down to my decision, in high school, um, I chose between Florida, Georgia, and Virginia. Okay. So when I transferred, I knew there was no way I was going to go to Georgia after. Yeah, SEC can't go. Can't go to the SEC. Yeah, so I didn't want to sit out a year. Um, I really had a great relationship with the Virginia coaches, even after the fact. I ended up going to Florida. I thought they were awesome people, and yeah, I. Um, kind of knew right away that I wanted to go there. I felt like it was going to be the best fit for my tennis as well. My coaches worked with me so hard and really believed in my game. And I always knew that they had confidence in me. So having that type of support system was really special. Yeah, I think that's a really important thing. And so you go into Florida and, you know, I think a really big factor with that is so obviously we grow up, you know, being the best at what we do and, uh, basically being able to play the sport that we love every single day. And so it's pretty much the first time minus uh, maybe injuries or something like that, that you're not able to do what you want. You're being kept back from basically like doing what you love and what you uh, want to do when you feel like you have all this potential. And so that can be really tough on the mind. So maybe like talk a little bit about like how that, how you deal with like confidence and how you're able to maintain confidence and belief in yourself kind of throughout that process. Yeah, it was a really tough transition for me, honestly. Um, that year at Florida, I was in a really dark place. Um, the type of workout regimens and diets that they had us doing, and um, it was just not a healthy way to be living. I was, I'm 5'10". I was about 125 pounds when I left wow. Florida. Um, and one day, my coach at Virginia said to me, if you don't get this together, you're going to the <clears> – sorry – I'm popular. <laughs> <laughs> Getting calls left and right, huh? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I was 125 pounds, and, and at 5'10", that's not really a healthy weight, I think, for any, any person. Um, and my coach told me, he said, if you, if you don't get yourself together and, and, and start, you know, eating the right way, um, you're going to have to see the sports psychologist and I yeah. really didn't want to have to do that. And so sure. I was forced to really take a good hard look in the mirror and say, okay, why am I doing this? And I think a lot of it too was out of insecurity, um, mm -hmm. because I was comparing myself to other people on my team at Florida mm -hmm. and trying to follow what they were doing. And it wasn't what was best for their tennis either. It wasn't what Absolutely. was best for their overall mental health and physical health. And I look back on that and it really makes me shake my head. Um, I think it was I think it was just really out of control and um yeah. but I, really I was able experience. to come out on the other side of it and you know now I, I have a much more positive relationship with myself. I know when um you know I hit a hard bump in the road I, I don't take my uh you know anger out on that or start you know exactly. going into those bad habits. So um yeah it it certainly taught me a lot and it made me 
learn about myself as a person and what kind of works for me and what doesn't work for me. And it taught me, you know, sometimes you're not always going to agree with, you know, what coaches say. Um, and sometimes you can work through those, those mm -hmm. things that you disagree about. And sometimes you just can't, they're non-negotiables. And at Florida, there were a lot of non-negotiables. It's like, okay, I want to play in the lineup. That wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Um, I want to live a healthy lifestyle and I want to yeah. prioritize my tennis. That wasn't going to happen. I want to have a life besides just focusing on winning tennis matches. And, and honestly too, that was something I really admired about my coaches at UVA. Winning is always, you know, a priority and you Absolutely. always set goals really high, but at the end of the day, um, they really focused on the overall effort. And I think that's something a lot of athletes, especially when they're in college and playing in a team setting, um, you, you feel this pressure because you're not only playing for yourself, um, you're playing for a school, you're playing for your teammates, you're playing for your coaches, you're playing for the university. Something and a lot bigger a lot than yourself. Yeah. And so you feel a lot of that weight on your shoulders when, you know, you're playing for, for more than just you. And that was something I really admired about my coaches is their focus on the overall effort and the work ethic and not so much the wins and losses all the time. Certainly there are times when we're really focused on okay, what do we have to do here to win? But they were really focused with me specifically on developing my game so that I could be the best player that I could mm -hmm. be. And I didn't get to do a lot of that when I was at university of Florida, it was all kind of just very narrow minded in that, that specific goal. Okay. We want to win a national championship where my coach is national championship or bust basically for you. Yeah. And, and you're feeling and, that pressure as a, as a player on the team. Yeah. And, and for me too, it wasn't that I couldn't win a national championship. It was just, I needed to have some goals in place personally for me to get to that point. Um, and those, that's the coach's job too, is to, to help set goals for players and to help develop their games. And when I got to UVA, my coaches would sit down with me and they would talk about my goals and they would talk about areas where I could improve. And that really helped me reach my goal is by talking about the things that I needed to work on and improve and spending the time after team practices, getting the one-on-one -on -one individuals and doing the extra workout yourself a lot and just what you needed yeah. to do to get to that point where you wanted to be and become that national champion and how you were going to get there rather than just only focusing on the goal of being it. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think they just really um, understood it from a mentality perspective. Um, they understood, okay, if, if we want to, that was one of our goals at UVA. Unfortunately it didn't happen um, as a team, but I did get to reach that individually. And that was, you know, something that we all talked about. We were like, okay, what are our goals? What do we want to do? What are the areas we want to work on and improve? And it, that is such, that is the number one stepping stone when you're trying to reach your goals is figuring out how you're going to get there. And we didn't really have those types of discussions when I was at Florida and there wasn't a whole lot of structure um, that I felt was going to put me in the best situation to be the best player that I could be. So it really was just um, not a good matchup. And um, yeah, I was just so happy I could uh, get absolutely. out of there. And, and, and I think that's something, you know, you talked a little bit about it, you know, about like your, um, a little, something similar, like kind of your why of like why you're doing it. You really questioned like, why did I start this sport? What am I doing here? Um, why am I going through this right now? And I think that's something that adversity really brings out of people is that 
you can get lost that you talked about like it was an unhealthy lifestyle you weren't very happy with what you were doing every single day and you get very lost in the reason you came in the first place uh i think and the reason you started like the whole sport and i think going through that and going to virginia and kind of finding your why again what do you think once you're able to find like the reason you're doing it again and what was yours and how does that help you now when you're facing like tough times? Like, is that something that you're able to go back to and something that you're able to kind of lean on? Yeah. Can you repeat the first part? Cause you kind of broke up there in the beginning. Okay. Yeah. So, so no, no worries. So, kind of got like, I don't know what happened, but I couldn't hear it very well. All good. So I was saying, you know, you're talking about at Florida where you're living this unhealthy lifestyle, right? You're not very happy with um, what you're doing. And when you're unhappy and you're not really following the path that you had intended, maybe um, you can get lost in why you really started doing this and why you're there and um, what's going on. And so I think when you find your why you go to Virginia and you kind of find out why you're doing it again, like you kind of find like the love of improving again. And is this, is this why, like why you do it something that you lean on today when you're uh, facing struggles and adversities now. Yeah, for sure. And that was actually like pretty spot on to a conversation that I even had with my coach right after I had, um, graduated and and started playing professionally. We talked about like what my why is and and why I play tennis and why I want to be a professional tennis player. And, you know, I, I think, yeah, when you're, when you're having tough times and you're dealing with adversity, going back to that, and reminding yourself of your goals and reminding yourself of why you're doing what you're doing. And it really kind of brings you back to your purpose and gives you something to focus on because I think we just get so caught up in our days. And especially when you're in school and, and you're trying to balance the tennis and you're trying to get to class. And I, I struggled when I was in college with um, not when I was at tennis, sometimes I'd be focusing on school. And when I was in the classroom, I'd be focusing on tennis and and my coach would would call me out on this. And I'm so glad that he did, but there are a lot of times where I wasn't present and I I didn't mean to be, but you know, you get caught up in all the things that you have to get done and it's hard to focus. And so that's when you have to really bring yourself back to like, okay, what is the purpose of this? What are my intentions with this? And, um, yeah, I think it's, it's a really big question that everybody, every athlete and every student, whatever it is you're doing in life, you want to ask yourself, okay, why am I doing this? Absolutely. I think that's a really important thing that kind of goes even beyond, I, I would say our athletic careers as well as, you know, once you, you know, once this is over, cause you know, it doesn't last forever. And, you know, you still have this why of, you know, the person you want to be and what you stand for. And I think, that's something that's super important and something that can carry on with you forever through all adversities and anything that you'll eventually struggle with. So I think that's a really great point. And then um, I think another really cool thing that you touched on going from, you know, you go from Florida who is a perennial powerhouse uh, like national champion. And then you go to UVA who is obviously still a great ACC program, but maybe doesn't have the same, pedigree that Florida does but you talked about the environment actually being more conducive to like self-improvement and really helping you become the best version of yourself and I think that's really a really interesting point because I think when you go into this new environment uh, your surroundings can really help you with 
finding your why, right? Is surrounding yourself with people that you like. And I think that's a really important thing in life is finding people that uh, have similar like-minded goals as you and uh, surround yourself with good energy. And maybe talk about how much your surroundings at Virginia like help towards your overall success. Yeah, I mean, with the with the university being, you know, as prestigious as it is academically, I was around a lot of like-minded people who were very driven and um, very goal-oriented, whether it was tennis, whether it was football, whether it was volleyball, whether it was swimming or trying to become a doctor. Anything, or yeah. I met so many interesting people while I was in school and I made so many um, amazing friendships with like-minded people. And I think that really helped me stay on course with what I was doing. Um, and not that I didn't have that, um, at Florida, there's some really brilliant minded people there too. Um, I think it was just kind of the group that I was in sometimes within the tennis that made it hard to enjoy the day to day where I felt like when I went to Virginia, it wasn't just all about tennis, even though I was definitely having more success there with my tennis, enjoying the tennis more. Um, I was doing more than just playing tennis, um, where I felt like I was always so tired when I was at Florida, I didn't have the energy because we'd be, you know, on the court as many hours as you could possibly be. Yeah. And then, um, and sometimes those practices and fitness sessions were really long and drawn out. And then between balancing that and school, I just never really wanted to get out much when I was at Florida. But then when I got to Virginia, you know, I, I, I had more energy. I was happier with what I was doing. I think I wasn't, you know, as sad and, and feeling as isolated because I had such a strong support system with the coaches and the, and the team. Um, yeah, it just made it a lot easier on, on me. And I, and I had more fun because of it. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that's a really, cool point for anyone as well uh to really realize that kind of the people you surround yourself with can really you know i guess control like your daily mood as well you know because you're around positive energy and people that are talking about you know success and moving forward and, and these things they really kind of drive you as well forward you know obviously you you have that inner motivation seen it since I was a kid and stuff, but to kind of, I guess, like grow it and uh, like nurture yeah. it is like a big thing. Uh, I think for that as well. So, yeah. And I think too, like it, it helps when you realize that in college that trying to control your surroundings and the people that you're around and putting yourself around good people and, and making that a big priority in your life is key because um, sometimes you don't realize that. And then all of a sudden, you're around a bunch of assholes yeah. and that negativity gets instilled into you and it is toxic. Um, there have been many times when I have had to, you know, step away from certain situations because I just realized a person was being too negative or their goals were not in alignment with what I'm trying to do with my life. And that's just part of life. life. And, you know, I think everyone's goal in life should be, it to be happy Absolutely. and we get caught up in our goals we get caught up in in achieving a lot of success in tennis and school whatever it is making our families proud but you have to say okay what's going to make me happy and I know for me being around positive 
people is the the key to happiness in, in some regard. Um, and I I really can say you know the some of the relationships that I had in college, whether they were positive or negative, made me realize the type of people that I put myself around now. And um, yeah, I think the last year has been one of the happiest years of of my life. And um, I'm, I think it, it definitely helps that I have an awesome coach now as awesome. a professional and a positive boyfriend and, you know, positive hitting partner and a positive yeah, awesome. manager and everybody's exactly. just a good support system around you that energy. really kind of, yeah, help you move forward. And I think that's something that is really important to learn, especially from a young age in college and college athletics can really teach you that being surrounded by so many different types of people as well yeah I remember when I was captain um of the team at Virginia with with the other co-captains we we decided uh that the number one rule in our locker room was to not talk bad about each other to only say positive things about each other the coaches um we probably fell short of that sometimes (laughs) um (laughs) Everyone has their days, though. Everyone has their days. I think probably as now that we're adults, we probably do a better job with that. But for sure, I think that's uh, when I um at Nebraska now. That was a really big thing, as we talked about, like uh, team chatter, um, right? And I think this doesn't only mainly go to only tennis. It can kind of go just to any environment you're in. Is talking positively and just something small that you say So, say if someone comes into practice one day and they say oh uh, I'm super tired you know I don't want to do this practice and then all of a sudden the guy next to him feels like oh well he's tired so like it's okay for me to be tired and then it, it just it almost it's like a it's like a poison it, it kind of goes through but it can also work the other way around uh right whereas like if you say oh like I'm super pumped about this practice I'm ready to go and then everyone else is like, okay, like he's going to show up today. So now this guy's going to work his ass off. So now I'm there and like, we're all here. And I think it can be like the, again, that goes back to the people you're around. It's conducive to either success or the opposite. To be honest. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree with you. So, yeah. And then, so obviously you go through all this in college, uh, right. You go from like this really tough experience your freshman year, you know, but you learn so much and you go on to become your time NCAA champion, finish out your college career. And then you go on to the WCA tour uh, immediately. Right. And so that's obviously a new experience, but I think you made an unbelievably quick transition to the tour. I mean, obviously it was a little, it took a few stepping stones, but I think, do you feel like maybe you going into as the best player, what you do into college and then you know dealing with maybe having to struggle a little bit and go through this adversity and then again find your way to the top and succeed at like the top of the pinnacle of what you do you think this experience maybe helped you make a quicker transition uh, to the tour and like the adversities you had already um and kind of like going into something where being on the tour is hard you start to lose every week which then you probably yeah. a junior yeah for sure i think that the experiences that you have in college and the different challenges and adversities that you learn to deal with um, during that time period certainly will help when you get older. And I know that it helped for me personally. I um, had a pretty smooth transition um, 
while when I first started playing professional tournaments, but I also hit some bumps in the road where, you know, I'd go to a 25K or a 60K and lose first round and, and kind of look at myself and be like, ooh, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is this really what I want to be doing? Is this, and, and so we all have those questions and, and doubts in our mind. And um, yeah, I think that having those, those previous challenges um, made me more more mature in the way that I handle adversities and challenges now. Absolutely. Um, I, I certainly still deal with those challenges. I still have, have, um, have had some things come up along the road, especially last year, but, um, yeah, I just, I think I have a much different outlook. And if it wasn't for those experiences in college, it's just, I would have probably ended up being a very different person. And, you know, you see that so much on the, on the pro circuit too, is like, you know, you, you see these kids that come in that, you know, are 15 or 17 or 18 or 19, and they have a really smooth transition and they get into the top hundred and they never, you know, face any adversity in their life. And then all of a sudden they have the success, right? Mm -hmm. But then what happens when they get injured and they're not able to work for a year and they start thinking, oh no, what am I going to do if this, you know, has me out for two years or three exactly. years, what, what am I going to do? And so that's where college has really helped me too, is when I've had health issues, when I've had injuries, I've kind of been able to relax and be like, okay, tennis doesn't work out. I can, yeah. I can, I can do something can else. Deal. I have a confidence. I could work in a different field if one day I wake up and I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. So that's a really nice feeling. And, and in college gave me that actualization, you know, to, mm -hmm. to realize that. Um, but I also think too, you know, you see players who are 15, 16, 17, 18, that are trying to make it on tour and, and they grind it out for three or four years. And then they're like, Oh no, you know, maybe I didn't make the right decision and they give up and they stop playing tennis because they're not happy. And they've faced some really serious challenges and and adversity and they didn't have the time to figure it out uh, while they were in college. And now they're leaving their professional career and it's not like they can go back to college. You know what I mean? I yeah, mean, there's not exactly a backup. Educational standpoint, but as far as the amazing experience of getting to play on a team, getting to have a college scholarship, getting to be an athlete, play in the national championship, play in the ACC con conference tournament, um, you lose all of those experiences. And so I'm so glad that college was a stepping stone for me because it's, it, it gave me the maturity and the experiences to where now when I face adversity, I look at it much differently than I would have if I would have just turned pro right school, you know? Yeah. I think the, when you come and you face something like that, that, yeah, like a lot of these people that are really young and they're prodigies, you know, coming up through their 15 and they're playing the Grand Slams and stuff like that. And then, you know, they hit something really tough and they're so young that they've never faced something like that in their life, like you were saying. And then you don't really know how to deal with it. The same way that, you know, I quite didn't know how to deal with my struggles my freshman year. And I think you obviously, it's a new experience for you too, uh, when you were in your freshman year. But kind of going through that and being like, okay, in the past, like I was able to hit the reset button 
I was able to find what I was find what I was trying to do with my life, know my worth, and like know exactly what made me happy is something that is, can translate into the professional tour, which is where you've had so much success now. And so, I mean, kind of maybe like closing out here for the viewers and stuff like that. So maybe anyone that has diversity or is going to or is even going through them now, what piece of advice would you maybe give them uh, to keep going and to make the most out of these out of the time they face? Yeah, I I think my biggest piece of advice is to do what you want to do. I think a lot of people rely too much on pleasing their families or pleasing their coach or pleasing their grandpa or their aunt or their friend and or their or their teammates or whoever it is and they forget about the fact that they're important and what they want is important so i think doing what you want um i i also think too you reach a certain point in age where you have to be mature enough to say okay i'm going to sit down and i'm going to ask myself what do i want and what's going to make me happy and i'm not going to do what mom and dad want me to do because they said that going to this school was the best best thing it's certainly fine when you ask for advice but i think at the end of the day you got to lead with your heart and what you want to do and not focus on what everybody else tells you to do because what they tell you to do isn't what's always best for you the only person that knows what's best for themselves is themselves actually i agree and, and my and i think i think it is and and I, I've learned that a lot, you know, seeing so many, so many tennis players who, you know, turned pro because mom and dad said that they needed to turn pro and, and maybe that was a good decision and maybe it wasn't. But um, yeah, I, I think that was a really hard thing for me to come to terms with. But my parents did a really good job when I was younger telling me, you got to figure it out on your own. You can't always come to us for advice. You have to do what you want to do and what you feel is right. And it makes things a lot more simple um, and takes away a lot of extra layers that don't always need to be there. I agree. Yeah, I think that's – and then when you face those adversities and you fail, uh, you're failing on your terms. And I think that's something that's a lot easier for people to get uh, as individuals is when you're failing at what you love and what you want to do because you're following your path. And uh, at the end of the day, when all it's said and done, you can – say you know what like I did everything I wanted to do and I learned and I can be content with that you know, you know yeah you're being true to yourself you know I think there's a lot of people that you know get caught up in pleasing other people and and it takes away from who they are as a person and sometimes we all need to sit down and say who am I and and what do I want to be and you always got to stay true to yourself and that's something that I try to do and try to live genuinely by awesome Awesome. I agree. And I can definitely say that you do. It's been awesome to, <laughs> you know, follow you and be able to train with you for the years. And it's, yeah, it's been awesome to learn from you. So thank you so much for coming on today and speaking with me and sharing everything. It was uh, a pleasure to have you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Patrick. I can't wait to tune into your podcast. They're going to be so awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Next up on the list. So. Know, we got we got a few we got a few in the works but uh this one this is gonna be we're gonna start off with a bang with this one so we're excited all right like it <laughs> Let's do it all righty danielle thank you so much all right i'll see you on the court soon yes ma'am talk to you soon bye pat
Yeah. 